Thank you, band ministry, tech. I know the kids are next door as well. They are serving. Thanks so much. Oh, I'm, I'm going to run through it. We're on schedule if you're worried, but it shouldn't concern you at all. But we okay. All right. It is now quarter to eight, so it's all good. We've got it. Sien ons is slim by hierdie kerk, ons stel jou loosies, dan denk jy, dit is lekker nog. Jy clever. So let's, let's run with this. I'm passionate in my heart about what I want to share today. It's one of those moments where you just walk and then the spirit talks and then everything pauses and you go like, Lord, this is it. You see, we are busy with the book of James, and I know, like I said with the song, your mind, your, your natural mind goes like, ach, nil vieni. But the more you dwell on it, God says meditate. It means over and over continuously, with consistency. You meditate on the Word of God daily, daily, every second, every moment. It should be in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart, in your body. You should meditate on it. So if your mind ever goes to not again, then you should tell your mind and bring it into the spirit and say, hey, rick yourself rach, for I've got to meditate on the word of God daily. So we're still in James. And I, I, I've got to share this. My mind went there preparing this message. I was like, yes, we've got to move on. You know, time is ticking. And it's like a moment with Moses and the Israelites. That's how I felt. I'm like, the enemy is behind us. The ocean is in front of us. And I'm kind of stuck there. And it was like the Spirit says, while you are here, you do what you need to do. There's no way forward. There's no way back. So be what you need to be in the moment. So I'm stuck in this message. I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, lead us. Speak in, in and through this. So I'm going to kick it off with James 4. And you might go like, yes, against James 4, but there's so many aspects and so many, I want to say, sermons we did not even touch on in James 4. There's so much detail and accuracy in the book of James that if we spend time on this, we can preach a whole year. Easy. But let me share this today. James 4 verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels amongst you? And we've spoken about that. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask for wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on yourselves, your pleasures. You adulterers, people, don't you know that the friendship of the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously, God, longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why the Scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, and then there's a full stop. You've got to get it. There's a, a pint. There's a, there's a pause. You've got to submit first. Resist the devil then, and he will flee from you. A lot of people, and, uh, a lot of people want to just fight the devil without submitting and humbling themselves in God's presence first. It's going to end badly. You've got to submit to God. Verse 8, 
Come near to God and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. That's like crying from your deepest being. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Now you go like, what the heck? I want to be a, a person that serves God with joy. I want to enjoy it. It's got to be fun. It's got to be, you know what this means? It means that you should realize the, the arrogance in your life, the accuracy in your life so much that it moves your heart to a place that you almost want to cry. It should be so real in your life, in the presence of God, that you realize, you know what, it's all about me and not about God. What's 50% God and 50% me, it should be such a conviction in your spirit that you should start crying. You should actually wail. Your joy should fall away and you should mourn like a funeral. That's what James is writing. Then he says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. You see, when you become humble in the presence of God, when you humble your heart and your ways, when you humble your life, and it's truly about God, and it's not about just singing a song, but it's about Hosanna over and over so that your spirit knows and your body knows and your mind knows and your emotions know and your circumstances know. Your enemy should know because you are so humble and connected in God's presence. You know, it should be that moment that lifts you up eventually because it's all about God. And he says, I will lift you up. If that's your heart, if that's your attitude, if that's your lifestyle, if that's your demeanor, if that is your words, your actions, and the lack thereof, if that's your silence, I will lift you up. So that's about what we've spoken on up until this point. And you might go like, yeah, really? I missed that. I missed that. Exactly. That's why the, the, the Word of God says meditate on this daily because every day it's new. Every day it's fresh. But today I want to Go over into verse 13 and onwards in James 4. It says, now listen, you say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. So James says, you with all the plans, you with all the schemes, you with all the ideas, you with the words in your heart and physically saying it like, tomorrow I'm going to do this. Oh, my schedule, Google says this. Oh, I've got a meeting appointment. That heart, that, that life, that person, that identity. Why do you say that? You do not know what the day of tomorrow holds. And then he says, what is your life? In Afrikaans, wat beteken jou leven? Wat is dit? Wat is dit rarig? Is it a schedule? Is it your plans? Is it your, your planning for, for tomorrow? And here's the truth. You've got plans for after the service. Jy wil gaan braai, jy wil gaan eet, jy wil miskien op vakantie rui, jy wil miskien die dak gaan verf, jy wil miskien gaan werk, jy wil miskien dinge recht kry vanmorgen. James is talking then to you and me with all the plans. And he says, hey, what is your life? And then he gives the answer. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Have you ever boiled the kettle? Eventually it boils and there comes steam comes from within it. 
but evaporates. You see it, and then in a moment, it's gone. James is saying that your life, my life, is that. He says that you might feel it is awesome. You might feel it's going to be another 50 years. You might feel tomorrow this, tomorrow that. You might feel this afternoon. But he's writing against that heart, against that arrogance, and he says you've got to humble yourself for what do you know about tomorrow? What do you know about the next hour? And he speaks against it, and he says you are like a mist that appears and then disappears in a second. It's there and it's gone. Yes, this should almost cause offense. It should make you feel like, yes, you don't know. If that is your heart, then he's exactly talking to you. And then he goes on. Instead, you ought to say, if it is in the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. You see, he brings it back. He points the finger and he says, you've got plans, you've got ideas, you've got identity, you, 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 you. But let me tell you this, you can disappear in a second. It's actually not you. You've got to humble yourself, your life, your plans, your tomorrow, your next second should be in the will of God to the point where you say, you know what, I'm going to preach today if it's the Lord's will. I'm going to leave this church if it's the Lord's will. You want coffee after church. You know what? If it's the Lord's will, let's go have coffee. You see, our hearts and our conversation should be so humble in the presence of God that we should do that naturally. People, when they look at us, when they listen, they should see us being humble in the glory of our God. Knowing that it's not us, it's not our schedules, it's not our greatness, it's not our skills and talents. Because I tell you, in one moment, your skills can disappear. In one moment, everything shifts and you cannot ride a bicycle anymore. In one moment, you maybe cannot talk anymore. In one moment, you maybe cannot get out of bed anymore. In one moment, you might not even breathe anymore. So James is writing the truth, and he says, listen, there's something called time. It's one thing that we all experience, yet we cannot see it, but it's almost tangible. We have it daily, yet we use it unwisely. And when we spend it, and sometimes we spend it also unwisely, it is really expensive, yet we cannot buy more. James is saying that time is ticking past. James is writing that as the second goes past, as your life goes past, you cannot say what's in tomorrow and in the next second of your life, for you are not God. It should cause a moment of anger. It should cause a moment of feeling offense. It should cause a moment of, you've got no idea what you're saying, pastor. Oh, let me tell you this. I know exactly what this means. Because the word of God never lies. And when the word of God says, you've got to humble your ways. You've got to call out in every moment. If God wills, your heart should be in such a natural state in that relationship that you realize and you know and you plan according to how the spirit leads. It's a word. It's a Bible. Who are you? Who, are, who am I? Who's this church to go against and say, but? 
the truth is we've we've lost family lately we've had many funerals this year i stood along alongside many bedside beds hospital beds and this year where things changed and things shifted in a second. And guess what? All those people had plans for tomorrow and next and the next and the next. This is true. This is accurate. This is a fact. And because time can stop at any second for you and I, we should actually be more careful to live the way we do. To speak the way we do. To be the way we are. James says, get your heart, get your life, get your, your mouth, get your words, get your thoughts to a place where you always say, hey, if God wills, if it's part of God's plan, I humble my life. I humble my second. Now you might say, but dude, I'm working hard. It's me who accomplished. It's me who achieved. It's me that went to school and I I got a degree and I started my own business. It's my hard work. Let me tell you something about your hard work. It can end in any second. It can disappear in any second. It takes one moment of five people walking into your office and you're dead. It can stop. See, Psalm 118 says this. This is the day, the moment, the time which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know what? The psalmist wrote this because he realized that every second is a gift. Every moment is a gift. Every moment I am alive and I succeed in the plans, I know it is from God. For God creates every day. See, is that your attitude? Is that your life? Is that your demeanor? Are you aware that you should better get on your knees in every second possible because it might be your last prayer on this planet? Or do you want to maybe step into eternity like the song said and your last prayer was a year ago? Because you took offense because of the sermon, the pastor, the church, that WhatsApp message. The fact is, there will come a day where you step into eternity. And James says, time is ticking past. It's like mist that will come and go in a second. And you will step into the next, either or. It's the truth. Genesis 1 verse 5. God, not you, not I, not this church. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, or there was one day. Time was created by God. Day and night created by God. The things you and I live in created by God. It's not you who plan. It's not I who plan. It's not us who achieve and accomplish. It's because God allows every day to be anew in your life that you are blessed with that. Come on. Ain't Yeah, I know. Ain't But guess what? It's the truth. For tomorrow, you know that song. Tomorrow never comes. La, 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 la. It might not come. Your tomorrow might not come. It's one car accident. It's one illness. 
It is you being retrenched, fired. It's your business failing. You're liquidated. It's called to nothing. It's one house break-in. It's one bullet. It's one heart attack. And the list can go on. It's not guaranteed. But James writes and he says, hey, did you as people, did you as believers forget the facts of this life? Now you might go like, what's the facts? What is it? Call it out. Say it as it is. Let me tell you this. You forgot how vulnerable you are. You forgot that your every heartbeat is in the hand of God. If you like it or not, if you believe or not, it's in the hand of God. You are like a mess. That is a fact. Did you forget that? Or do you live like it's all me? Do you think it's all me? See, a fact is, all things is in and through God. He creates every day. He determines every second. Now you go like, yeah, but why did they break into my house? I tell you, God allowed that. God knows all. He's not time. He's not bound by time. He's not of this world, yet he's in this world, but he's above it because he created. Is the creator bound by his creation? No, he's above and beyond. He knows all. But he's testing, are you still praising in the moments of pain and trials? Because there's promises like a moment with Moses where he's like calling out, Lord, will we die by the hands of our enemy? And God is testing his faith. You know the word says no greater faith than Moses. He was in a test. He was testing his heart to see if he as Moses will cry out to the one true living God. Will he humble his heart? Will he humble his way out? Will he humble his cry? Will he wail in the presence of God? Or will he wail and cry in himself? And then God opened the ocean. And then God saved their lives. And then God killed the enemy and destroyed the yesterday. Did you forget the facts of this life? It's not you. If you lose your arm, the drums are away. If you lose your leg, things change. In a stroke, your life is shifted. In a kidney stone, you think you're dying. You're not as strong as you think you are. You are in the love and the mercy of our God. Your life is but a mist that still is visible. It's still there. But maybe it shouldn't be an attitude of you, me, I, and what I've achieved and what I still will achieve. See, the facts of this matter is that you have a decision daily if you humble yourself or not. Every moment you have a moment where you humble yourself or not. So here's a test. When last did you take the hands of your spouse and your children and you said, now we pray because God is our God. When last did you start a business day where you gathered the employees and you said, God can take this away just like he gave it. And you took hands and you spread the word that this is in and through God. And you've got to know this. If God takes it, he takes it. But through his love and mercy, we still have it. 
Through His promises, we still have it. And you better keep your hearts humble because it can disappear if God wills. When last did you truly just submit in God's presence? When last did you first seek the counsel of God and not the way out through other means and apps and things? See, I ask again, the taste is true. The taste is there. When last did you truly humble your heart and life? When last did you humble your opinion? When last did you humble your, your speech? When last did you humble your snappiness? When last did you humble yourself in your relationship? I'll be the least, but God, you see my heart. I want to give my all. When last did you humble your skills and talent? Yes, did you great. You awesome in this. You know what? I give honor to God because, you know what, I don't even know how I got here. But how quickly do we go? Yeah, I've got six degrees, bro. Yeah. Millennials. Hi, Gail. It's not you. I don't care what age group. You can be a baby boomer, a millennial, a Gen X. You can be whatever. I tell you that James writes into our lives and he says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. How stressed are you? How full of anxiety is your heart and life? How frustrated are you? How tense is your body and your muscles? Do you know why? It might be a sign. It might also be a consequence of us who have enough humility in the presence of our God. Because God also says, why worry about the day of tomorrow? Will it add one more day? Look, look at the emotion. I foresee for him. How much more for you? Is God not the God of His own word? Is He not faithful to what He said? Isn't His promises godly and holy? Maybe it's time that we take to heart the things written in James and we say, listen, this is a small piece, but it turns my life daily. You see, if you use this, there's a reason why we've got uh, mechanisms on our pictures. Because every sermon, every bit of information we share weekly is another piece of your watch. Without the one, nothing works. You need it all to work. You need the truth. I need the truth. We need the leading. We need to know to be humble so that God can lead. Moses quickly realized that when God leads, ocean can open up. But in himself, his plans, his strength, his skills, him being faithful, he only saw death running from behind. Coming closer, this is the end. Over a million people will die, and it will die by my leading in my hand. That was the heart of Moses in the moment. But the truth is, when he humbled himself, God opened oceans to the point where the ground was dry. God did not just say, I'll split the waters. God said, I will not let your feet get dirty. I've got your back. When last did you humble your day? When last did you humble you in your day? When last did you humble you in the serving? When last did you humble you in the prayer? 
When last did you humble your schedule for God? When last did you humble your employees, your household, your plans? When last did you feel stupid doing this? Yes, here. Should I send this WhatsApp or not? See, that's a place of being humble. And then you wait for an answer. When last did you go like, is this the right statistics, Lord? Is this the right answer on this test? Lead me, Holy Spirit. Is this the right plans for tomorrow? Lord, I want to know. And then you see God's speaking and leading. Come on, church. I know. It should be. For humble yourself and the devil will flee. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, so change it. You sinners, be real and know and be honest in it. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. And then humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Oh, Lord, this is the right answer for the test. Thanks, huh? Oh, feels like cheating. But isn't he the helper? Isn't he the one rem that reminds? Isn't he the blood in your veins? Isn't he the chemicals in your brain? Isn't he your physical body? Isn't he in and through it all? Then why not be humble in a way? Why freak out? It's so simple, but feels so complicated. I want to encourage you on this day to reach a place of humility. It takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes guts. Because when it feels like you're going to die by the ocean and the enemy is approaching, when it feels like everything will end in the next second, it's scary to let go and say, Lord, you do what you do. Scary to be humble in that. Scary to be humble in that prayer. It's scary to be humble. And Lord, where will the next 10,000 rand come from? Lord, will I receive money this year or not? Will a bonus be mine or not? Let me tell you this. God has given bonuses in envelopes from strangers. You don't need to look at people. God is the true provider. You've got to be humble. Wim Leon, it's true. When you humble your heart, God will lead. He will lead your emotions. He will lead your income. He will lead your relationship. He will lead your health. We're going to play a song, and I, I don't know why this song just spoke to my spirit. Look at it. Close your eyes. Maybe it's time to be humble and kneel. Get on your knees. But spend this few minutes just in His presence. It's between you and Him now. James spoke. The Word of God spoke. This is now you and Him. Thanks, Dick.
Can we stand up? Stand on our feet. Just close your eyes where you are. Let it be a prayer of your heart in this moment. King of glory, come on, you are the king of my heart. Thank you, Father, for this moment. We worship you. You are the king of glory. You are the king of our lives. Lord, we humble our hearts. We humble our lives. We humble our schedules, our words, our plans, our deeds. Father, we pray that you, Holy Spirit, will lead our every bit, Father, into the place of James. Let us live this. Let us be this. Let us become this. Lord, let us be that shining light in the spoken word of today. Let us be accurate. Let us be sweet in this. Let us be, Father, because you are the great I am. Let us be deeply rooted, Father God. Oh, we worship. We worship you in our hearts. Pray that you will keep on speaking, Holy Spirit. And you keep on whispering. Thank you, Father, for every storm that calms down, every ocean that splits, every pain in every body that has been removed in the name of Jesus because you are alive and you are the living King. Father, every heartache that disappears because you are the comforter, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that I know it will be okay because we humble ourselves as a church in your presence. It will be so. It will be that. So you lead us in love. You lead us in your mercy. And you lead us in your kindness. Thank you, Father, for the ripple effect of this service in the lives of our family members, our friends, and our colleagues. It will be that. Let them just see something is different. Let our lives taste the fire. For you are great and you are holy. Can you just place your hand on someone's shoulder? I want you for just three seconds, just pray over their lives. Even if it's just thank you, Father, for this life. Thank you, Lord, for everyone. Thank you, Father, for their lives. Thank you for your movement. Thank you for your Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your unity. Thank you, Father, for your sweetness. Thanks for being the great I am, the God of now, the God of tomorrow. We'll be that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We're going to go over. I felt the Spirit lead in this as well, and I saw they did in first service. We want to spread this type of word to this world and you know it this is our heart as a church god has provided for over a thousand four hundred bibles to the use of this church you and i we can be effective but we want to ask you to partner with us there's logistics we need to sort out we don't want to just drop a box somewhere and get in our cars and leave we want to leave people there we want to leave you there we want to leave your knowledge there your passion we want to we want to use this church so what we're going to do is we're going to take up our offering to help cover the logistics of a moment like that and we're praying about it. we're praying about that meeting place you've seen the videos of kids in schools this week it's insane we need god in our lives we want you to partner with us we want to send people out we want to be effective we need to cover petrol we want to need to feed people but we want to put flyers in every bible we want to put reading plans in every bible we want to want to put a address in that bible 
We want to put a website in that Bible. So when the Spirit leads into a heart, that they know where there's a house. It's our call. So we're going to take up offering while a song plays. If you are late, it's freiwilliglich. If you are late, we say thank you, for we will be effective as a church spreading the word of God.